0: Welcome back. Home stretch here on Silver and Black. Today, you are with Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report. Also, the Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can also follow me on sportsnot.com uh, when I write about the Raiders up there and also on Twitter at LVGully. Do us a big favor. Make sure if you already don't subscribe to the podcast that you do that wherever you get your audio. You can find us, put on the auto-download. That way, every time we push a new show, you're able to get it, uh, as well as subscribing to the channel on YouTube. All right, Mo, let's jump into this one. I know you were busy last weekend uh, covering these games, uh, but the 49ers are heading into, after dispelling the rumor, or I should say the (laughs) mirage that was the Cowboys, um, and uh, they're going to go to Philly now to a Philly team that's playing really well. It's going to be a cold-weather game. 49ers have to go east. Uh, You look at this one, everybody is on the the Eagles here. I think the media thinks that the Eagles are going to have a pretty good time. They want to punch the ticket to the Super Bowl already. Uh, Brock Purdy has played well. Again, he shows poise. Uh, doesn't put up massive numbers or anything but it doesn't matter they still won the game against Dallas he had he did what he had to do and key was he didn't make turnovers or cause key mistakes for his team do the 49ers have a good shot of going in there with their stout defense and that offense with Brock Purdy can they upset the Eagles in Philadelphia
1: I think so I guess I'm on the other side of the media because I I, <laughs> I, I saw what you saw a lot of a lot of people are picking the Eagles to win and I get it because they throttle the Giants and they looked impressive in that game. But you gotta understand that to me, the Giants were the Cinderella team of that playoff field. Like Giants yes. didn't belong. <laughs> the yeah. Giants, the Giants got in off of great coaching. They that roster just didn't have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, other than Saquon Barkley, who is Daniel Jones throwing the football to or handing off to. You know, I know Isaiah Hodges came on, but to me, the, the Giants aren't a good barometer to say the Eagles are just juggernaut. I think the Eagles benefited from having some rest because Jalen Hurts did have a shoulder injury, didn't play well in his last two regular season games, but I actually think the 49ers win simply because, and I heard this from Kyle Van Noy on another show, he said, Kyle Shanahan is going to find 58 different ways to run the football. And the (laughs) one weakness that the Eagles have is you can run the football on them. That's the one weakness that you look at the Eagles, where can we attack? You can run the football on the Eagles. And And that's Kyle Shanahan's bread and butter. And the last segment I just said, Every one of these teams still in the conference championship round has identity and the 49ers know how to run the football. This is why Brock Purdy doesn't have a ton of pressure. They just ask Brock Purdy, be accurate. Don't turn the football over. Right. And leave yourself a little more time when you're going to throw the ball out of bounds before halftime. That's a whole different story. But I'll just say that (laughs) they don't ask Brock Purdy to be outside of himself and you don't have to go out there and be Tom Brady. Just Just complete passes, make the timely throws, We'll take care of it in the run game. And I think that's where the Eagles and that's where the 49ers match up. Well, against the Eagles on the ground, I think the 49ers come away with the W.
0: Well, and I think you have to also give a lot of credit to GM John Lynch in San Francisco because yeah. at the midpoint, at the trade deadline, I think he was looking listen, I'm going to give him a lot of credit. I think he was looking at the landscape. He saw, I mean, the Eagles were hot all year. So you start looking, okay, who are we going to have to beat to get to the Super Bowl? And, and watched and saw through half a season, almost, what their weakness was. And it was, you're right, it was the run game all season long. So he goes out and gets the best court, uh, running back he can possibly get, which is Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey, yeah, he's not putting up some of these Superman numbers like he did in Carolina because he doesn't have to, right? Not only that, he can run the ball, and he will run the ball a ton against Philadelphia, on Sunday, but he also can catch the ball too. So, so he is, I think the best move a team has made in the NFL this year at, if I say as a trade to set themselves up for potential opponents in the playoffs. That's why I too think the 49ers can go, I think it's going to be a very good game, but I think that the 49ers can go in and beat, beat them. The cold weather stuff. I know it always comes up when a West coast team goes out, they do play in San Francisco it's not LA where it's 80 degrees, it's at least in the 50s in San Francisco like it was against the Cowboys. So I I just I I think and in and, and the cold weather grinding the ball on the ground is fine, right? So so to me, I actually love the 49ers in that game and I think that they're going to and we'll get more into this uh, on the next show, but I do think that they're going to have a great opportunity to go in there. Um we look at the AFC what AFC side uh, the the other side of this coin was okay. We understand people cheering for and wishing the Bills well because of the Demar, DeMar Hamlin incident, right? That was human. Everybody wanted uh, them to do well, wanted them to recover and feel good about their teammate. And, and thank goodness, um, conspiracy theorists aside, he, who say he doesn't exist or he's dead just crazy oh people gosh. out there it's just craziness um they're also the ones talking about flat earth um but anyway they they were they were the bell of the ball now i get it they're upstate new york i know it's not new york city but uh they really uh got all the coverage josh allen's been getting a lot of love uh, and a lot of people, as you know, since I'm in Cincinnati, a lot of people felt like Joe Burrow wasn't getting much credit. And I agree with them. Um, I, I, listen, I barely follow the Bengals because I'm in town. Obviously, I have a lot of friends here who, who are big fans, uh, but I'm too busy covering the Raiders. But I will tell you that Joe Burrow, if you look at what he's done this year, okay, and how they've gotten through the playoffs, what he's done to Patrick Mahomes, who he's going to play again on Sunday— the question is, is, this the, is, are they a team of destiny again? I mean, they are playing well. They went out there, Mo. We talk about excuses and the fact that there are none in the NFL. They go out there with three of their offensive linemen out. They're, they're on to backups. And they destroyed the Bills in the trenches on both sides of the ball.
1: Someone on this show put out an, a column or did a live show, and you know what that someone said? Someone said that the Bengals would meet the 49ers in the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, I recall that same
1: person. That same person had the Eagles and the Chiefs also make it to the Conference Championship round. I don't know who that was,
0: but he well, nailed. I'm, the I'm final glad, court, glad you. Re- I'm 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 glad you remembered it was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was but you, it, of course. It's a, it's a rematch say, of the 1982 Super Bowl.
1: And in all, all seriousness, I what did I text you and our good friend Kelly Kreiner? The night before the game, oh yeah, I said that five and a half line is disrespectful Crazy. to the Bengals. Yes, F- for a team that is trying to get back to the AFC Championship game, for a team that has now an ascending quarterback who I believe is one of the top quarterbacks in the league right right now, for a, a star wide receiver, and I get it, the defense doesn't have a lot of household names, right? But as you read, as you read in the in the, in the earlier segment, Luana Ruma has turned around that defense.
0: Top five. So they can
1: get stops. So they can get stops, and they can score points. Sounds like there's no way you're going to give me the Bengals at five and a half points. That means they're going to, you know, they're not going to lose by a touchdown or more. It, right. it wasn't going to happen. People say, well, the offensive line. Did you not <laughs> see Joe Burrow take that team with a with a trashy offensive line to the Super Bowl last year? I believe he was sacked seventy times yes. between the regular season and the playoffs, yeah. seventy times, and still got the Bengals to the Super Bowl. So I, I had no worries about the offensive line because the Bengals know how to get the ball out quick to their playmakers, and I thought that would give the, the Bills a hard time. And I trust, and I said this before too, I trust Joe Burrow in critical situations. I don't trust Josh Allen as much. As as time gets away from him, uh, gets away from the Josh Allen-Brian-Dable relationship, he get to me, he's gotten sloppier.
0: Mm-hmm. Joe
1: Burrow, on the other hand, has gotten better. So now you yeah. you 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 look at this matchup, not to say that Patrick Mahomes is sloppy, but his injury, he has a high ankle sprain. Usually that's a three- to four-week injury for the most part, the, the the average high ankle sprain, three- to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So now you take away Patrick Mahomes' mobility. He has to stay in the pocket, can't hurt you with his legs as much. You got to give, the, to me, you got to give the edge to the Cincinnati Bengals. They're healthy, they have a healthier quarterback, and they have a quarterback who could still move.
0: Chiefs don't have that. And in fact, after the, after, after the Chiefs game, the, the opening line was the Chiefs by a point and a half. Now it's the Bengals by a point and a half on the road in Arrowhead. Like, you know, the injuries playing into that, right? Of course it has to be. And I have no doubt Patrick Mahomes will play Mo, but how effective will he be is the key. And I had some, one of the national pundits and I'll, I'll keep names to myself who, who absolutely, I think probably has posters of Patrick Mahomes all over his bedroom. Um, was saying, well, he doesn't really need that. He doesn't plant like other quarterbacks do. <laughs> no, you listen, when you have a high ankle sprain, uh, even even Tony Romo on the broadcast uh, on Sunday said, listen, um, I had it and I never played. I, I, I came back in the game the two times I had it because they, you know, they tape you up and really they shoot you up too. Um, but then after the game, he said, yeah, I didn't play again. I didn't play for two weeks one time and three weeks the, the next time. So so it's going to be interesting there. And, and the Bengals don't want an easy road. But you're right about Burrow, what he was able to do with that team. And you have Jackson Carmen is a good example. Now, he had a year less than Alex Leatherwood. Actually, no, they were the same year. So it's uh, a good example. He comes in two weeks ago to sub for an injury for the Bengals and he was considered a disappointment. And the last two weeks, the kid has been the top rated offensive lineman in the NFL in the playoffs. So it goes to show you the patience. Everybody wanted to give up on Alex Leatherwood. Even I did at times, but sometimes guys, if the talent is truly there, it just takes a little bit of time. And I think you're seeing that with that Bengals, the Bengals have depth that no one thought they had.
1: The other thing about Jackson Carmen is I think people forget he actually played left tackle, Yes. At Clemson. Yeah. So the when the Bengals got him, they tried to convert him to guard. And this right. is my – I don't want to get on my soapbox because I know we're <laughs> running out of time. But this <laughs> is my thing with the Raiders, what they do so much. Coach staff have, coach staffs have done this. I get that offensive linemen now are expected to play multiple positions. But if you are playing an offensive lineman at a position that he didn't play in college, there's going to be a learning curve. You cannot be in, impatient with that type of transition because not every offensive lineman you can just plug in different spots. Some guys are just good at one position. Now that limits their their value to a team, but sometimes you, that's the case with the guy So
0: yep.
1: I'm looking ahead here, but the Raiders get a right tackle. I hope it's a guy that has some some right tackle experience, and this is why I've been on Darnell Wright of Tennessee. I think the race should get him in the second round, but I think he could probably shoot up to the first round. But again, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but back to Jackson Carmen. (laughs) They moved him back to right tackle, and lo and behold, he played well. Exactly. Not a coincidence.
0: No, it's not a coincidence. And (sighs) it goes to, again, I know fans, especially Raiders fans, don't want to be patient because they've been waiting so long. But now with a new front office who has the ability to draft sign free agents, you have to give them the opportunity. And if you look at the class from last year, what was their, their first pick in the draft because they didn't have first, second? Who was their first pick in the draft this year? It was Dylan Parham. And he was on the all-rookie team for PFWA so far, right? Now, we'll see what other honors he's able to get if he gets any. But he was, he was on the all-rookie team. So people who say that Ziegler has not done well. Now, some of the free agents, I get the Chandler Jones thing and all that stuff. I think they were just trying to plug holes, which you got to do that sometimes. You take a risk on somebody and you hope that they work out. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But Parham Zamir White, disappointed he didn't get more carries, but Josh Jacobs had such a good year. What were you gonna do? There was just not as many carries, especially early in the year when they did not have the identity with the run and decided not to run the ball. So we'll see. And then Munford, too. He's had he's had spots where he's played well. There's a guy you develop. He is a depth guy, right? So so the Raiders, if you look at this, this is where I think people miss because they're so disappointed in the six and 11 year that they miss that there there's a couple pieces there. They're not sexy. Okay. They're not sexy, but they are pieces that are part of a core as you're building an offensive line that you need to do. And Dylan Parham is going to be your starting center, but nonetheless, um, that's, that's the patience that the Bengals shown. And that's why they've done such a good job. That's why they're in their second straight after starting. Oh, and two. First team to ever go 0-2 and get to the AFC Championship game. So that's going to be an interesting piece, but I do think that you look around the league too, you can see other examples of teams turning things around quickly and evaluating talent like that. So it'll be uh it'll be fascinating. I mean they're both gonna be really good games, Mom, I'm excited about it. But your five and a half, your text, we all made money on that one. I also made money on the under. I knew the weather. That's why I got worried. Evan Evan texted us that morning, look, it's beautiful outside. It's 35 degrees and it's sunny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. I was worried about the over. And then it started to snow right around uh, game time. So that helped out significantly. Did you see, by the way, that there were some people outraged that the Bengals wore all white uniforms and that that gave them an advantage because it was snowing?
1: Oh, my gosh. Come on, people. Enough as I've with learned, the conspiracy theories.
0: As I've learned over the last couple of weeks with the Raiders' divorce from Derek Carr, People get upset about everything, and it's their right. They can do it. I'm not telling them not to. It just blows my mind sometimes. But um, fans are passionate. That's why they're called fans. And we'll see how it all rolls out. But it'll it'll be fun. And I think there's a lot of lessons to look at some of these teams and how they were built, um, including the Eagles. To your point, Eagles, Bengals. I think are close, more closely aligned for what the Raiders can do uh, to turn this around pretty quickly, Mo.
1: I want to leave one positive nugget for Raider fans and because I, I had a column out today and I basically took uh, the probability of, of every bottom team in the division to make the playoffs in, uh, in 2023. And through my research, I realized that there were four teams that finished last in the division last in 2021 and made the playoffs. Wow. I know I'm forgetting one, but I know the Giants, the Jaguars, the Ravens, and the Seattle Seahawks
0: Seahawks those yeah.
1: four teams finished fourth place in the division in 2021 and made the playoffs in 2022. So there's parity in the league. You can you can be a, a bum team and you can switch it around with a good one it all takes one good off season. Yeah if you if you're a Raider fan you remember Reggie McKenzie he had that I believe the 2014 draft the Khalil Mack Derek Carr draft I believe um Gabe Jackson was also in that class Jelly Ellis was in that class. Mm -hmm. He had a monster draft class, and it changed the Raiders for the better. Now, they didn't make the playoffs in two thousand fifteen, but you can see they were stacking. And it it culminated in a 2016 playoff run. Unfortunately, Derek Carr got hurt at the end of the the season. But all it takes is one big offseason, whether it's through the draft, free agency, or a combination of both. We saw the Jacksonville Jaguars do this. I remember people laughed at the Jacksonville Jaguars when they spent money on Christian Kirk, on Evan Ingram on a defensive tackle that played for the Jets. Like, what are the Jaguars doing spending all this money? They're not going to do anything <laughs> with it. I know they got Trevor Lawrence, but guess what? Trevor Lawrence had some help because during that Jaguars stretch where they were winning a bunch of games, I said this on the show. I said this on he multiple did. shows. Trevor Lawrence didn't play his best. He had a great supporting cast. He had a running back running for over 100 yards. He had a defense, especially the secondary was playing well at that point. He had – Arden Key was making plays. So they, they were able to, to – turn things around with and i get it they had trevor lawrence they had Tr- trayvon walker who's the number one overall pick so they had some number one overall picks from having the worst record but other than that they spent the money and they were all able to turn things around trevor lawrence didn't become all of a sudden good overnight yes super Bowl winning head coach but mm-hmm. evan ingram christian kirk zay jones who raider fans are familiar with those guys helped him develop became his top three pass catchers
0: well, and you look—you look up at, at Seattle too, Mom. I'm glad you brought them up. They go from 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 worst to playoff team in one year after trading away their franchise quarterback. Sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, in this yeah. case, releasing or trading, depending what happens with Derek Carr uh, and Geno Smith, the journeyman, the disappointing journeyman, been all over the place. L.A., New York, everywhere uh, was was really high, really guarded out of college. Never kind of made it. He gets there, but what else did they do? They got, to me, which should be one of the rookies of the year, which is their running back. They were able to establish the run and change, which if you know anything about Seattle, even when they were better with Russell Wilson, they always had trouble with the running game since Marshawn Lynch has been gone. That's why they brought him back. Okay, So they get in a running game, and Pete Carroll establishes their identity as, hey, we're going to run the ball, and then we're going to let Geno dish it. We got good wide receivers, and look what happened. And so, so that's, where I, that's where I think, too, even Raider fans, if the Raiders decide to go the route, and again, I'm concerned like you are with injury, but if it's a Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody like that with all the other weapons and they sign Josh Jacobs, this team can still do that on offense. They can take the model that you saw in Seattle who had a great draft on defense, drafted a good running back, and really turned it around fast.
1: And the other thing they did, they drafted two tackles who started. Yes, Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, so they they built it from the inside out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they and they made sure and they had a, a quarterback at Geno Smith who knew the system and they fit the system around him, which goes back to my earlier point: fit the system around your quarterback, protect him, build mm-hmm. your team inside out. That's just my philosophy.
0: And the, you got to strengthen
1: the, the offensive line and defensive lines if you want to win football games.
0: And now they're in the position because they traded Russell Wilson when they did they are i mean you talk about draft picks right it's incredible the draft capital they're going to be able they're going to go from a wow. fringe playoff team like they were this year to a team that's going to compete for that division with San Francisco because they're going to be able to add so many pieces both in the draft and free agency that with so from they're going to go from where they were in 2 years to a team that could be competing for a conference championship it's crazy but that's what makes the NFL so great that's why the salary cap as it is works really well because teams can turn it around quickly if they are smart with their money and with their draft capital and with how they structure contracts. So it's all good stuff. That's why that's our pep talk for Raider nation, right? Mo. It's like, as we go (laughs) into the off season, watch some of these teams. Yeah. Watch some of Uh, these teams. The Raiders can be these teams very quickly. uh, Despite history. Again, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels were not there 15 years ago. You can't blame all the dysfunction. You want to blame Mark Davis? Go ahead. But outside of that, you can't do that. They have more control than anybody's ever had in that building. I think, well, John Gruden might have had it, but he didn't use it well. So that's a whole different story. <laughs> All right. We're going to say goodbye for this show. We appreciate Mo playing hurt as always. Mo, I know you have some pieces. You talked about your column up today on Sports Not. Uh, what else you got coming up?
1: Uh, I'm going to go over. I know I should have gone over this earlier, but I'm going to go over what Derek Carr's trade value is is um, mm. before the trade actually happens because it could happen any day now. A lot of people are, are, I think, misled on what Derek Carr is worth. I think people mm. are underestimating the quarterback market and that general managers and head coaches want to save their jobs.
0: Yes, and 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 it's not, I hate to use the word, and you and I have used it when talking about this, desperate, but it's close to desperate. It's close. It's close, yes, it right? And, and Listen, and,
1: Scott, really quick. When you send a third-round pick <laughs> For Matt Ryan, <laughs> that's desperate. Thirty-six yeah. year old Matt Ryan, yeah, that's desperate. 36. That was the Colts.
0: Five years older than Derek Carr. Mm-hmm.
1: Third round, absolutely. Pick.
0: Third Think round pick. That. Yes, and not only that, but uh, Lee Steinberg was on the show Friday. I did a show with Lee, uh, as you heard, and he talked about the market's going to be nuts. So, so if you're a team again. If I'm Derek Carr, number one, it benefits me. This is where I I actually tweeted something out and people just completely misconstrued it. But my point was that Derek Carr actually has a lot more leverage than you think. And it would be smart for him. And I'm not saying help the team. It would be smart for him to help himself by finding a trade partner to take on his existing contract. Cause he's guaranteed the money at least for that first year that the $35 million and then 40 for a second. Um, and because if he hits the open market, you don't know what's going to happen, right? You're it's a gamble. That's what Lee Steinberg said. Look, yeah, if you want to gamble and you think you're going to get forty million on the open market, you may, or you may not, depending what happens with the other quarterbacks. If Lamar Jackson's on the market, market may go up, but also the teams that are that need quarterbacks are going to go with different guys. But if you're a, if you're a team and you want a quarterback at a price that's better for you. Thirty-five million—that's a—that's a bargain for a starting quarterback. Whether you like Derek Carr or not, it's a bargain because if Lamar Jackson is going to get seventy or whatever it is, and these other players that hit the market like Garoppolo and others, like other guys drive the market up, then the quarterback's going to cost you more. So both sides kind of win. Forget whether the Raiders benefit or not. The fact is Derek Carr can benefit, and then the other team acquiring him—the desperate coach that's on the hot seat or GM that's on the hot seat—they know. That they're going to get their guy, they can get a, for for a hundred, excuse me, for seventy million dollars over two years. You got a quarterback. Where else are you going to get a quarterback with his stature and stats for that price?
1: I just wanted to dispel two narratives that are out yeah. there on the Twitterverse. People say, why would Derek Carr want to weaken the team that he goes to? by being traded for draft capital and I will say <laughs> what team do you know goes oh no we're giving up a second round pick oh no we're giving up a third round pick Derek you're not gonna the team that Derek Carr goes to is not gonna give up multiple yeah. first rounders and multiple starters for him it's gonna take a day two pick I'm gonna get into that in in my column in your column good but it's not like you're giving up a treasure chest of picks and players for him that his team is going to be so much weaker when he gets there. Right, That team is basically flipping a draft pick for a starting quarterback. That's a win. The other it's thing a- people ask, the really quick, the other thing people ask is, well, why would a team want to trade for Derek Carr when it could just wait for him to be released? And I will say supply and demand. Yes, There are eight to ten teams that need a quarterback. There's only one Derek Carr. And then you got Tom Brady who's floating out there as a free agent and then goes – it goes To me, it goes downhill from there. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. If you acquire Derek Carr, you secure that quarterback. Right. You don't leave it up to chance. Now you're in a group of eight to ten teams that are vying for him on the free agent market. You get him for the Price. trade capital, and you don't have to give up. Again, you don't have to give up first-round picks. It's a second or third-round pick, maybe a second right. and a fifth, second and a sixth. Yeah. But you skip the line and get your quarterback.
0: Right. And, that, and that's the thing. I always use this analogy because fans, when it comes to a situation like this, I understand a, a, a part of Raider Nation is happy they're moving on from Derek Carr. They're ecstatic. And so they say, well, why would why would a team do that for Derek Carr? Because you don't value him. But as you read Mo's piece this week, you'll see why he's valued. But also, I use this analogy, Mo. I say, listen, I bought a Powerball ticket. It could be worth a billion dollars, okay? So I have this Powerball ticket I'll give it to you for a billion dollars or you could just wait and see if it wins and pay me a certain amount or you can pay me the dollar I bought it for and maybe you win a billion dollars. Right? So the point is you don't know you're talking about potential. That ticket is not a winning ticket. It's a potentially winning ticket. A draft pick is a potentially good player in the second or third round. If you're the Raiders, probably not over the last five years, but nonetheless, (laughs) If you, if that's the point, you're betting on potential. Do you want to bet on a potential? You want to bet on a quarterback? I understand you don't like him. You think he's got a losing record, but overall he's got value. And so you're able to get him at a price that is from last year. And so there is incredible value. So read Mo's piece where he lays it out because I think people will have a better. So some people will not care. They'll just stick to the narrative. Other people will be educated by reading your piece. So we look forward to that. Mo, we hope you feel better, my friend.
1: Yeah. So by the way, if you see that, my eyes are red, my lips are red. that's <laughs> I'm not doing any type of drug. That's cough drops and medication. I had to get medicated before I got on the show today to get through it, but hope to be back to hundred percent next week.
0: Get a shot of cortisone in the knee. No, I'm just kidding. My dog <laughs> is now jumping up on my, my stool here. Um, all right, buddy. Well, listen, get better and we will talk to you soon, but that's that's the kind of guy Mo is. He's going to play Hurt, so we appreciate that. Uh, do us a favor. Again, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please do so wherever you get your audio. Also on YouTube, hit the subscription and the notifications bell. Until next time, Raider Nation, for our producer David Stepanian and my partner Mo Moten, I am Scott Branson. and this has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey Original Podcast. Take care, Raider Nation.